Johnny. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love Commando. You're, and you're and the, oh you, no no no, you take a deep breath. Hold on. I want to okay. talk about the ice cream scene. I want to talk about the beginning. He's like the, deer, the father of the year. The He's the father of the year. Is yeah. him and his daughter. They don't even they don't even touch like where the mom is. We assume that like she must have passed away. But like he is the ultimate single dad, right? Best single dad of the eighties. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Our mission is to take you on a most excellent adventure through time. Buzz in the Tower is so much more than a podcast. It's the map to One-Eyed Willie's treasure. And all you have to do is sit back, listen, and repeat after me. Klaatu! Barata! <clears throat> Buzz in the Tower answers the questions you didn't even know you had. Like who would win in a fight, John Rambo or Hans Gruber? Or who is dreamier, Jake Ryan or Marty McFly? So as we rank, debate, and offer fresh takes of the best of the best from 80s cinema, please remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to a podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Don't forget to subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For bonus content, you can find us on all social media channels by searching our handle at Buzz in the Tower. For more podcasts, information, or to contact us with topics you'd like us to talk about, visit our website, buzzinthetower.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, thetower.com. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Verde Media. Max, I couldn't be happier with the way our website looks. So good. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at our website yet, you need to right away. These guys, website development, online marketing, they are outstanding. Am I exaggerating at all? It is so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend having them build you one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, look, they're the best of the best. And working with John, uh, their owner, a self-admitted 80s martial arts movie nerd was an absolute joy. Is that why you said the best of the best? That is why I said yeah. that was a tip of the hat to John. Um, they're more than our sponsor. They're our partner. And if you are looking to build a website, they are the group to go to. Uh, find their link on our website and check them out, Verde Media. Today's episode, Building the Perfect 80s Dad. Good advice, bad jokes, and questionable fashion sense. The rad dads of the 80s had it all. Some could even sing. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. do 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 Today, we'll celebrate Father's Day by handpicking bits and pieces of our favorite 80s dads and Frankensteining the mother of all or father of all patriarchs. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Danny to my Jack Torrance, Max Sanders. And with that, let's get to work. Dad? Yes? Do you like this hotel? Yes, I do. I love it. Don't you? I guess so. Good. I want you to like it here. I wish we could stay here forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Such a weird way to intro a dad's episode. Come on, man. Best 80s dad ever. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, The Shining. They don't get better than that, right? Is that who you model your parenting technique after? The only worst dad, and they're never really seen, well, with the exception of one of them, is all of the parents in Stand By Me. Those are the only worst dads and parents. They show the, uh, Gordy's dad. With the exception of yeah, he's Quato. In Total Recall. Quaid. <laughs> Start the reactor. I'm so mad Total Recall is not in the 80s. That and Goodfellas kill me every time. Yeah. And Point Break. Do you know, Those are I, our three, right? I just saw something. Could we just make a podcast about the three, like the almost 80s? This is completely unrelated to the 80s, so just beg my forgiveness. It's fine. I just went 90. Do I, have you ever seen My Blue Heaven? I've asked you to watch it. It's not in the 80s, I don't think. No. Or it's, Steve Martin? Yeah. So it's it's kind of like this goofy movie about Steve Martin and the witness relocation program. <laughs> Sounds is it funny? Uh, yeah, apparently it's it's the sequel to Goodfellas. <laughs> Shut up. It's Henry Hill? It's supposed to be Henry Hill. What the heck? What I just I, I just saw some like TikTok thing because I was looking at uh your excellent work on TikTok. If you're yeah. not checking it out, please head on over to at Buzz in the Tower on TikTok. And we're getting behind the scenes stuff now. Yeah, it fun. yeah. And it popped up on my feed and I was like, oh my mind was blown. I was like this many, I was today years old when I learned. Is that, it good? I don't know if it's like, if it's the truth or if it's just a fan theory, but it's incredible. It's got me all twisted today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Max. I was wondering why you were stoic today. I, I, yeah, I, 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 know, come right? in, I was like, hey, Mo. You're like, hey. 
Well, it's a Father's Day episode, man. This is a big day. You gotta cry again. It's a Mother's nope, Day. Episode. Nope. Mother's Day <laughs> makes me cry. Father's Day makes me laugh. Yeah. They're two very different holidays. Okay. Uh, before we hop into our Father's Day episode. I love this shirt. Now, I'm the only one wearing a shirt today because as you are not a not father, fair. well, to the best of my knowledge, it you're not fair, a father. Actually, yeah. So I put in the time on this one. All right. Yeah. Like you've met my kids. <laughs> I earned this shirt. You gave them your heart. They gave you the shirt. Yeah. That kind of thing. Pretty much. Ah, I messed pretty, it up. It's okay. I knew what you, you know, meant. Yeah. Say anything. Yeah, a pen. Yeah, yeah. It was a pen. I understood. It's it right. almost worked. You were close. Square peg, round hole. I've got the strong as Grimlock because, you know, dads, they're strong. They're they're That's that's the thing. <laughs> are they? Or, well, every dad's some dads. You're, some dads. You are. Dad strength. You've yeah. heard dad strength. You can like pick people up over yeah, your, dude. Uh, you see me. You see me as a bartender and as a bouncer. You no, see me a firefighter. Well, that, well, I was yeah. thinking more of the fun stuff. No, um, I mostly you know cats. Can you pick up all much. three kids at once? Yes. Really? Yeah. It's not suggested. Yeah. I, it's, I'm one step away from a serious back injury. I was gonna say. <laughs> also, also a characteristic of being dad. But my love, my 80stees.com are amazing sponsors. Go check them out. If you haven't got a Father's Day gift yet, and you're listening to this episode, then shame on you. Maybe you can uh, expedite the shirt. They have a bunch from some. Darth Vader shirts to the one I'm wearing, which is the strongest Grimlock. It's so good. It's it's fantastic. He's doing the chopping thing too. Yeah. So Max, with our sponsor out of the way and us ready to jump into it, we've done one other Frankenstein episode. We did uh, constructing the perfect superhero. What do we call weird sciencing? Action, action hero. Action hero. Yeah. But where's my head today? <laughs> Sorry. Superhero. Uh, superhero. Action hero. Whatever. There's so many superhero movies in the eighties. Uh, the, the original Superman ones. Yeah, and Batman. Great, though, but I'm saying like it wasn't like now where no, it's like Marvel. No, every five minutes there. Although I do want to recast Marvel. Did you watch Loki? No. I watched it. It's really good. good. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. I Um, only watched 80s movies, bro. I know. I know, bro. So I knew you were going to say something this, <laughs> this holiday is uh, Father's Day is really special to me because, you know, of all the things I'm passionate about, like fatherhood's at the top of the list. Like, yeah, I, I love, love being, being a, dad. a dad. I love being Even a dad. Even before you were a dad, you had this weird thing. You're like, I can't wait to be a dad yeah. and instill them with the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Do they love the Muppets, all of them? They don't love the Muppets. They <sighs> like them. You got to be careful. You can't take what you love and try to jam it down your kid's throat. So they'll, they'll resent it. I, I'm kids. aware. I'm aware. So today we're, first of all. To all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy happy Father's Day, Dad. Yeah, yes, Mr. Sanders, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's, he, he's up there. He's on the Mount Rushmore dads. So it's like, I love him so much, and we're so different. I think about anxiety and death all the time. Like I'm like, this mic's going to electrocute me, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, this water's going to fall on the mic. No, 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 I think, I, I think you're actually the same, because he thinks about your anxiety and death all the time. He no. just doesn't think about his. And I, I, yeah, I asked him the other day. I was like, do you think about death at all? He just goes, nope. I'm like, good talk. <laughs> good talk. Man, you are a no, superhero. You're, I, I don't, I've only talked to your dad a couple times. I've never met him in person. But the one thing you know I love about your dad is that man rides hard for his kids. Like yeah. he, he is like the uh, bulletproof vest that wants to be put on both you guys. He's got that little great. number one fan. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? It's like a triangle pendant. Yeah. yeah. Pen- or, or the foam finger. Oh, yeah, yeah you could do either. Yeah, yeah. no, but he, he adores you guys. And I've been really fortunate, um, had some just great men in my life, you know, therapy session, right? No crying today. <laughs> I didn't always have the most outstanding relationship with my father. However, I had some pretty amazing dad moments with him. My love for fishing, my love for my friends. He was also, you know how like I'm a weirdo and all of my friends are the same friends I've had for 150 years. Yeah. My dad was the same way. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if, if through osmosis I picked oh, it up. Yeah. So, uh, and movies too. Yes. And movies. I wouldn't be here today outside of the actual biological piece of it. I wouldn't be on this podcast here today. <laughs> Thanks for explaining Yeah. That. No, I want everybody to know. <laughs> If it wasn't for the fact that when my parents got separated, my dad was taking me every weekend to go see movies like Seagal, you know, Did you see Van Robocop Damme. at like seven. Robocop came out. Yeah, I remember I was pretty young, but I uh, the police academy movies when I was probably around 11 or 12 years old, R rated movies didn't matter to my dad. Like that's, that's awesome. what we were going to see. Yeah. Do you have to sneak in or do you get no. in with when you're parent? with your parent? You're good to go. Oh, cool. So when I first started dating Trish. I took her brother, Austin, who at the time was maybe a freshman in high school to go see some R rated movies. And he was so <laughs> excited because he's like, finally, I don't have to go with my mom to go see these movies because he's you know he's a movie nut yeah. right so uh that was my contribution to the family and it paid back it he, did he now and now YouTube. check out our youtube channel <laughs> he's doing a great job uh no i mean I, father's day in 80s movies actually i would say like in cinema and film and you know literature and everything the role of the father it's a real fascinating one there's a, a whole period of time where you know the dad's the bumbling idiot right not as valuable to the infrastructure of the home and it's more about you know the mom is the glue that holds it together but you see this evolution uh and we'll talk about Mr. Mom, I'm sure is going to come up on our list today, but there's this really cool Don't look at my list. Sorry, sorry. There's this really cool evolution of the significance and importance of the dad. 
I am lucky enough to have daughters and sons and sons, I guess, one, two daughters, one son. And when you watch these movies and you see these different characteristics of fathers, it's it's pretty great. Like if you ever go Google, what movie should I watch with my kids on Father's Day? Yeah. 80% of the movies are like 80s movies. It's pretty cool. Like all the lists that they come up, like Vanity Fair had a list. They're all, a lot of them are 80s movies. Predator at the top of the list, of course, on all of them. Who's the dad? Uh, no one. It's just yeah. a good movie to watch with your kids on Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> uh, we are going to, I, I don't have a lot of rules on this one. I've been getting way better on these episodes about having less and less rules. Because, well, yeah. Because well, you're forcing me it, to. No, it's more fun. <laughs> it's a, sometimes. We have, we've identified a handful of characteristics that we believe are at the essence of being an 80s father. Uh, I'm not going to give you all of them, but as we go through them, you'll see, and I'll give you a couple, right? Like fashion sense. Like yep. fa- that's the first one we're going to tackle, oh, yeah. you know, to be an eighties, to put together the perfect eighties dad, you start and stop with the fashion sense. We have other <laughs> things in there. Really? Absolutely. I'll I stand by least important. To nope, most important. I'll stand by that. Uh, and then, you know, things like handiness, thriftiness, whatever. We'll go through the categories as we do this, but yeah. we'll rotate back and forth because uh, the tricky part about this. So the only rules really are number one, you can only use characters that were actually dads in movies in the 80s and their being a father had to be really essential to their character in the actual movie. Yeah. Thus what I texted you no about Kevin last Gottner night at 10 o'clock. Yes. Ruin my list. The other part is once we select someone, whether it's you or whether it's me, they're done. Can't use them again. No, you use Quato twice. No, I can't use Quato twice. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus. Really, other than that, I don't think we have any rules or regulations on this one, right? No, I think we're good. Awesome. So let's start off with, you want to go first? You I want do. me to go first? You want to go, go first? first? Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous. You're going to take mine. <laughs> Max, one of the founding principles, I just said this, of being an 80s dad is we can create this Frankenstein monster of the perfect 80s dad from 80s movies, fashion sense. Who you got? So normally you think dad's fashion sense, you think jean shorts, the white socks all the way up to the knees, the new balance, new balance, white tennis yeah, shoes, yep. the tucked in polo with the uh, short arms or what is it? Short arms. That's nah, uh, sure. <laughs> I have arms. no idea what the hell <laughs> short <laughs> arms are. But that's all right. Long sleeve, short sleeves, short sleeves, yeah, yeah. no short arms. Yeah. <laughs> Those short arm shirts. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going reversal. I want this dad to be stylish and to be 80s, like defined. I'm going Ted Danson, Three Men and a Baby. Jack Holden? Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. The most profitable movie of 1987. You he, know that? he might be my favorite of the three, He's, although I don't know. No, Gutenberg. Gutenberg is Michael. fantastic. So that penthouse they have is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, first of all, go run and see it. It's yeah, insane. It's great. Three bachelor friends, Peter, Michael, and our friend Jack. Share an apartment penthouse. Jack films a movie in Turkey while his baby daughter, Mary, is left at his door. Chaos ensues. And there's like a busted drug deal, too. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, this is the first live action Disney movie that made over $100 million. No? Yeah. I didn't even realize it was a Disney movie. Um, Were you nervous when I did the intro and I started singing Goodnight Sweetheart? Where you're like, oh, man. I actually actually didn't even think that you would pick this. Because like in my mind was like, I didn't click. He's he's more of a penthouse playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know your relative made this movie. Uh, Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, he directed this. What? You didn't know that? I had no idea. And he bossed around all the other actors, too. I'm sure. He was a bear. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) how do you know? Runs in the family. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) But anyway, the fashion. I mean, this is the most 80s dad I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, I I looked at every scene and (laughs) highlighted every outfit. Of of course. In the the intro scene, he's got the Jerry Seinfeld flowy blue dress shirt with the top button undone into black slacks. High hair the whole time. That helmet hair. Just Ted Danson's got a good head of lettuce. Yeah. yeah. I'm so jealous of that stuff. Um, But it's a good pick. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not done with this fashion. Oh, dear God. He's got a gray silk pinstripe robe with black satin piping as he's wooing like another New York. York socialite woman. I keep on forgetting whenever we talk about fashion, this will be the topic that you spend 45 minutes on. Yeah, yeah. And at the at the party, the big party, he's wearing a Hugh Hefner blood red velour smoking jacket with a pirate-esque white dress shirt, and he's got Count Dracula hair. And he's cross-dressing, too, and he doesn't look bad as a woman, no, either. No, not yeah. at all. And he's got a Don Johnson beige jacket with an Hawaiian shirt and tan slacks. That's, I mean, this is like the entire 80s, you could just show an alien five of the pictures from this movie. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? No, not, I just, I forget what happens when we talk about fashion on the show. I zone out and you zone in. Yeah. <laughs> like this category for me, I have like mine, you're, you're, we're on like minute six with you. <laughs> I've got like 45 <laughs> seconds worth of material, but that's okay. That's all right. Focus on different things. That's good. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong no, with no. this. There's nothing wrong with this. I'll just wait for you to give me a hand signal when you're done and then I'll segue <laughs> to mine. <laughs> Oh, hand signals up. All right, good. Yeah. Excellent pick. Love the movie. I also will briefly do our backup picks after we do both go because nice. I got some. I thought you were, I for sure thought you were going to grab one of my backup picks. Now you've put me in a pickle. Um, Why did you pick? Did you pick mine? 
No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't pick yours, but I'm in a pickle because I was hoping you'd pick one of these, which would like thin out my choice on which one I well, want to select. You, you, if you're going 45 seconds, go both. No, 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 I can't do that. You, I'll, I'll give you the one. I want. It's uh, a podcast. I want. It's true. Thanks. You always have to remind me. I want Henry Jones Sr., played by Sean Connery, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, 1989. It's oh, a good one. It's a really good one. I actually was convinced this is the one you would pick. Three piece suit, brown herringbone. Rimless eyeglasses, <laughs> Irish tweed walking hat, wooden stick umbrella, brown leather flap over briefcase. Would you find how were these actual uh, things? I were? Find I ordered all of them. This is who <laughs> I want to be. The thing about the thing about Henry Our situation has not improved. Only the pension man will pass. <laughs> the pen, junior. You would name the dog Indiana. Uh, the this is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Yep, me too. Like I, and, I'm, and this is no knock on any of the other ones. I love all the Indiana it's Jones. Three movies. by my, it's three and one are close. Well, it's hard. How do you yeah. like this more than the Crystal Skull? I mean, that's one of the finest films. Oh no. No, we, not at all. We don't get no, to talk, we don't about, talk that. about that. That and coming to America too. We put in a little box over. In Stop the bringing up coming. It didn't exist. Okay. Okay. Coming to good. Fair. Yeah. You know they're shooting another Indiana Jones right now. I know. Yeah. I. I mean, Sean Connery's great in this, yeah. and he is the dad, the professor dad, the you know over intelligent, like just sharp dress. He's kind of he's kind of a absentee dad, absentee dad, because he's like looking for. The oh, he's no, he look, he's career driven, he's career focused. Well, yeah, he's right. looking for Jesus Christ's cup. Yeah, Jesus Christ's cup. It's hard to that say. That sounds like a really cool play, like yeah. superstar <laughs> and cup. <laughs> Jesus, Max. <laughs> Anyways, but no, Sean Connery. And also just, I remember, this is one of those movies I remember going to the theater with my dad to watch. And I just thought it was like so cool. And plus, I, I know I'm going off top, topic because I'm not as much of a fashion nut as you are. I just love the, the the River Phoenix intro to this movie where like you kind of are learning the history of Indiana Jones. It's and, the best intro in movie history. Well, that's, that's a bold comment. I'll argue that all day. I, you'll argue a lot of things all day. Yeah, no. Like your fashion sense. All right, I'll quickly throw my backups here and I want to hear yours as well. This is the one I was really struggling with because I really wanted to do this Crispin Glover not young Crispin Glover uh George McFly stylish one adult no not no not the end I want the original the nerds, like because he, he's it's not a pocket protector I looked so closely <laughs> like I was like I like freeze framed and I'm like it looks like it's either a calculator or it's his glasses case and there's a pen in there, but there's no pocket protector. It's just sitting. He's got a white short sleeve dress shirt. Yes, he does. The only person I know that can pull it. There's a great Simpsons line where uh, he, where Homer's wearing a white short sleeve dress shirt and a tie and someone gives him crap about it. And he's like, well, Sipowitz did it. Do you remember uh, NYPD Blue? Yeah. That Sipowitz was always Stennis wearing. Friends. Yeah, he always would. God, good for you that you knew that. He would always you wear. His butt. <laughs> he would always wear short sleeve dress shirts, which yeah. I just think is so classy. <laughs> and then remember when his son kisses him on the head and says like, it's time to change the oil. Yeah. Cause he's wearing so much grease in his hair. I just, that to me is like, that's dad. That's dad. Right yeah. There. That's not bad. Yeah. I like that. Uh, who else did you have? Anybody? I had uh Michael Douglas, wall street. Oh, Gecko. That's really yeah. One. Star shirts, suspenders, slick back hair, six figure watch. And also he's got the, uh, he'll wear a pink shirt. He yeah, doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Or it's just, I want to wear a robe on a beach and have that giant phone. That's good. Be like money. Never sleeps. You, kid. you love that movie. Well, so does every stockbroker ever. Well, you're not a stockbroker. So that's no. it's unique that you well you might as well be uh, all right so anyways moving on from, is good moving on from fashion to our next category which I will be picking first on handiness something I do not have right so like all, well so here's the thing when I became a dad I woke up the morning after my oldest daughter was born and something happened built a crib I, I, I became handy like you, no I mean it was it wasn't that fast you just but wake up, boop, boop, boop. It, it's something happens to you you just have to you have to learn to be handy because the humiliation of your kids asking you to put your toy together and not being able to do it is just too overwhelming so you learn how to be handy. That sounds awful. Yes, it's, it's a lot of parenting is awful. Handiness, Max. I've got. Don't you the, take mine. I'm Don't gonna, you I think it. I'm going to take yours. I'm almost 100% sure I'm about to take yeah, you yours. Are. Randall Peltzer, Hoyt Axton, Gremlins, 1984. Nope. Oh, you didn't? No. All right. He's not very handy. He is handy. Now, his inventions stink and they all break. Yes. But you have to give him credit for being handy. You he's, don't. He's got everything from that casino card shuffler, the bathroom buddy. The bathroom buddy's got legs. I think that we shouldn't dismiss that, right? He's selling it. I mean, that's how he gets the gremlin, right? He's going into that little shop in Chinatown. The guy's he's, very he's unhappy. Like, he's like, listen, you got to buy this. This is going to change the game. If you're, you know, if you need a quick shave and you forgot your, and it's a Swiss army knife <laughs> that has like everything from toothpaste <laughs> to shaving cream to a razor blade. It's the bathroom. Buddy. The toothpaste shoots out like in a, unexpectedly, right? When his son is uh, touching it and yeah. trying to get it to work. Yeah. And the orange juice squeezer. Well, and I love just the selling like he's in that shop and he's like, you know, you wake up with dragon breath. You got to take care of it. This is what you need. He also has the egg cracker, the, the Peltzer egg cracker, <laughs> which was like that little head of a chicken with the beak that snaps the eggs. Yeah. The Peltzer juicer, the hydraulic hammer, the drill with the fly swatters, like the four fly swatters. Yeah. And I think that this is remote control. Again, I watched it and I couldn't figure it out. But the coffee maker, which makes basically awful coffee. <laughs> 
So uh, that's handiness to me. It's not. It's, it's handiness. It's effort. No, I don't care how much effort you put into something. You could not make an egg cracker. If I put effort into things and it doesn't come to fruition, you give me no points. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I question the type of effort that you put into it. Um, I question the kind of effort he put into these. This isn't about you. This is about the Peltzer family. Okay. <laughs> Leave that off the table. That's my handiness attribute. It, Max, does, it does end up killing a bunch of gremlins. Too. So there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, gross. Max in Frankensteining your father. Yeah. Who is the handy? Not your actual father. <laughs> You're killing me. What do you have for handiness? Got what do you have? People will come, Ray. People will come. All right. <laughs> Kevin Costner, Field the Dreams, 1989. Ray Kinsella. What, why are you mad? I'm not mad. I okay. found a loophole. I found a loophole in what you did. Okay. I was mad because this technically will infringe upon another thing that I was going to do, but I found a loophole. So go ahead. <laughs> One of the most heartwarming father-son movies of is, all time. Is, is Field of Dreams the single greatest movie to watch on father's day with your kids. Yes. I think, right. Isn't it like the most beautiful touching father relationship movie ever? Yeah. Even his relationship with his daughter. That's too. what I was going to say. Yeah. The, the, the multiple generation relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Iowa farmer inspired by a voice. He can't ignore to pursue a dream. He can hardly believe Ooh, that's, good <laughs> right? that's Not a bad. great elevator bitch <laughs> supported by his wife. He begins the quest by turning on his ordinary cornfield into a place where dreams can come true Ooh, on a baseball. Oh, that's so tough. Your, your voice is very, uh, you told me trailer. No, I know your voice is very trailer right now. I like it <laughs> in a world, in a world where <laughs> dreams come true. <laughs> and I just love he's baseball loving. He's a Berkeley hippie. Yeah. And he, he just goes and has an Iowa farm because his wife has family out there. But it's a good looking farm. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's majestic. The field he makes is gorgeous. So the field actually was made by a real Los Angeles groundskeeper over 4th of July weekend. Like it's professionally done. And he's putting out the chalk. He's putting up the lights. I mean, they're hammering in the bleachers. It's too. a fair thing for handiness. And if you ever want to take your kids on a trip. Since 2018, visitors can come to that baseball game oh, in Iowa between April and November and play for free. Oh, that's really cool. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. We might have to do that as like a... You want to you wanna go with me? Just you and me? Can I bring my kids or do I need to bring No, bring you? your kids. I'll bring my dad. Oh, you bring your dad. All right, yeah. good. I didn't yeah. know. Or I thought you could bring your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Handiness is... Uh, who'd you have for your... You get Since you're second, you get to pick your backup for handiness. I was proud of this one. Uh, Eli Lapp from Witness. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because they're building a the barn in one day. They're milking at 4.30 in the morning. How about you? Mine, it was a neck and neck fight uh, because the, I actually, very seriously. I really thought you were going to take this one. I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, Wayne Zielinski, Rick Moranis, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's pretty successful inventor. I yeah. mean, you can't be more handy than making a shrink ray. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't have it fixed until a baseball it hit. It doesn't matter. He still basically built the whole you thing. You have all these like silver metal, they're A for trying people. That's what, let me tell you something. That's being, that's a, dad? being a dad okay. right there, buddy. You actually just really well put together what being a dad is. <laughs> it's all about the effort, very little about the outcome. <laughs> all right, that takes us from this. This next one's fun. Yeah. Thriftiness. You cannot be a dad. Like the day I became a dad, I started looking at the thermostat. I started turning lights off in rooms. I'm just swear to God, Max, I'm not kidding. Like I could care less about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think it's probably in large part because children are financially devastating. Like they just cost so much to raise. Yeah. And yet you won't get into the stock market. I keep pushing you. No, I'm too, get you in crypto. too conservative, too conservative. It's a low point. Buy the dip. Oh God. But thriftiness is fun because that's like such a, it's such a trope, right? Penny pension. Yeah. Like the, the dads are like that. So we pick that <laughs> as our category. So I believe you are first with thriftiness. Who do you got? So can I be clear on one of the rules oh, of this? Oh man, here we go. We already are having our distinctive points. Yes. What do you this got? Is specifically on just their thriftiness, any other category of them being a good dad, it's okay that everything in every other aspect, this person's a terrible dad. Ooh. But in thriftiness, they're okay. All right. Is that okay? Oh, this is a little interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll allow it. Okay. I'm going Jack Nicholson, The Shining. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Max. Jack Torrance. So think about it, okay? He's got writer's block. He's an aspiring author. What's a better place to live than as an off-season caretaker in Colorado at the secluded Overlook Hotel? Like, he didn't know his kid had superpowers or the hotel would haunt him. Are you the least bit concerned that by borrowing an element of a sociopath and psychotic that you might be bringing some of that over? Or are you like, no, it'll be fine. It's just his thriftiness. He's living in a mansion rent-free. 
He gets free food. The kitchen looks pretty sweet. And they're walking him through it. Now I understand why you gave me such a look when I uh, when we did the beginning part because th- this is one. I, I thought we would is be that not safe. Frugal, though? It's frugal. I thought we'd be safe doing like the intro shining thing. And then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, fine. We can go ahead and do it now. I, I, you're you're such a weirdo. This makes good practical sense. Max, I, I will allow it. Uh, that's your you picked <laughs> Jack Torrance from The Shining. So there you go. Can I give my answer, which is way less terrifying yeah. than yours? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Old Man Parker, Darren McGavin, A Christmas Story, 1983. I mean, he is the embodiment of three. <laughs> You're making a face. I must have stole one of your other ones. I'm sorry. USOB. Oh, I'm sorry. But I mean, he is the ultimate thrifty. I mean, like the furnace and like constantly fixing it when he's haggling over the Christmas tree to pick it up from the Christmas lot. Yeah. I mean, like he is the thrifty dad, like the everything about him is the thrifty dad. Yeah. And he's ha- so happy when he gets the happy, uh, the, the lamp, the, the leg lamp. lamp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're so mad. You can barely even look at me. <laughs> you won't even make eye contact with me. I was a little upset. That's the hard part about this episode. Like, otherwise it would just be easy that we have to be strategic in who we pick. So the coin flips where it may, my friend. Old man Parker is awesome. He is. In general. He is. Do you know who also he plays? He's Harry Shannon in Raw Deal. The FBI guy. Yeah. You're right. He's also Billy Madison's dad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're right. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, my what God. A that's great. This dude rules. He, yeah, that's that's so funny. This Billy, Billy Madison blew my mind. I was like, oh, you're immediately when you said it. I was like, you're right. <laughs> old Man Parker is awesome. I love that his name is Old Man Parker, too. Who else did you have? Oh, no, not who else did you have on thriftiness? I get to say who else I had. Yeah. So part of the reason I couldn't pick this one is because there's another category where I want to pick him. Yeah. Chet Ripley, the great outdoors. Yeah. yeah. John Candy. I mean, his, that was my backup, too. Right. Right. Like. Want like hot he, dogs instead the of hot dogs. Or, he didn't want to go on like a, a Bahamas trip, like or whatever. Boat yeah, everything. The, yeah. the speedboat. Yeah, he's like super thrifty. Do the big bear, big bear, big, big, big bear, big bear. I wasn't that, the energy wasn't there. Well, I, what do you want me to do? Sometimes I can't do my John Candy. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. No. You, know, you know, technically, Robocop is a father. I considered throwing him in a bunch of categories. How's your father? He has a kid. Does he? Murphy has a kid. Don't you remember all the flashbacks when he's showing his kid how to do the gun thing? He's a father. What do you mean? Is he a father? It took everything in me not to put him in a couple categories, but that's all right. I left him out. All right, Max, that takes us from thriftiness to this next one is wild, right? Yeah. So all good dads have overprotective, vengeful streaks in them. Like if you mess with their lawn, their kids, their family, their job, they're vengeful. Or we kind of hybrid put these together, like, you know, that they're overprotective slash vengeful. But that's our category. We'll call it vengeance yeah. just to make it simple. It's the Taken special, basically. Yes, before Taken. Why was there an 80s others. movie like Taken? There was. What? There was? Okay. <laughs> so it's on my list. Okay. It's a little bit different, but it's kind of the same. Okay. Is me first? Bingo, bango. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is an easy one for me. <laughs> this is a real easy one for me. John Matrix, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando, I knew, 1988. I knew. I knew. Come on. Yeah, no, come on. You have to. Yeah. I mean, uh, he they kidnap his daughter. For those who haven't had the pleasure of watching this movie, the entire movie is about they want to get John Matrix, who's a retired special forces killing machine, yep. to do like some work and assassinate some other you know, president in some other country. <laughs> so of course the best way to get him to work for them illegally and do these bad things is to kidnap his daughter, Jenny played by Alyssa Milano and say, if you don't go and kill this president so we can have a coup, we're going to kill your daughter. And that launches the most violent, highest <laughs> death count film of the eighties. I believe 72 bodies, right? Well, so, I Not just I just got I just grabbed the data. Okay, we've done this before. Yeah. I don't remember when we did this. Just the end of the movie. This was kill count for creating the perfect. It was hero. so just the end of the movie. Seventy four kills. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We did. We didn't do this last time, so I thought you'd love this. Two throat slits. Fifty one people shot. One person stabbed. Two people stabbed by circular blades. Five people blown up by grenades. Five <laughs> people blown up by rocket launcher. Seven people blown up by planted explosives. And one unfortunate person impaled. <laughs> You know they use the same. You know, who got impaled, right? Who? Bennett, yeah, let yeah, off yeah, some yeah. steam! Yeah. Come on, Bennett with the mesh tank top. Let off some steam. <laughs> Why is he wearing a mesh tank top and a, has a Freddie Mercury? Because mustache. man, he's, he's uh, awesome. Hey, come here, Johnny. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love Commando. You and know, and, and oh no no no, you take a deep breath. Hold on, I want to no. talk about the ice cream scene. I want to talk about the beginning. He's like <laughs> the, the father of the year. The he's the father of the year. Is yeah. him and his daughter. They don't even. They don't even touch like where the mom is. We assume that like she must have passed away, but like he is the ultimate single dad, right? Best single dad of the eighties. Oh, 
Yeah, I yeah, think so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you put me on the spot. Well, it's certainly not. Uh, it's certainly not the never-ending story, Dad. He's not the best single dad of the 80s. He is not. He's, He's a little bit of a prick. He's a big time prick. Egg smoothies. Yeah, gross. <laughs> uh, that's my pick, Max. What do you got? That's really good. You had some fact that I cut you off on, so I could talk about ice cream. They killed so many people in that mansion scene. They had to reuse extras to kill them again in different outfits. Um, and that mansion weren't you the one who told me same mansion from Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly right? Hills Cop. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so cool. There's a bunch of commando connections with that mansion. That yeah. like goes everywhere. I think it's the Godfather mansion too. So I went to high school. You you know this guy. He's a huge fan of ours. He's always posting on our Facebook page. Is he the uh, one that gave me crap about uh, Bill Paxton not being the only yes. guy to be killed by the yes. Terminator? Oh, no, no, no. That was my buddy Jeff. This okay. is different. I'm okay. sorry. I'm saying yes, and that's not him. He's a musician under the name Frank Dukes, yeah. which is awesome. That is great. Yeah, and he is he rides harder for Commando than any person that I've ever harder met. Harder than you? I like Commando a lot. It's not in my top five Schwarzenegger films of the era. Really? Jeff, oh, yeah, for sure. Come on. Of the era of the 80s? It's not my top five. Both Conans, Predator, Terminator, Terminator, Running Man, Twins, Twins. I mean, actually, if you think about it, it's probably not in your top five either. No, when it's you, in my top five. When you rank them out, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to... I put the Conans lower than you. Yeah, I, I love the Conans. Yeah, you do. So I got to give him a shout out because he loves Commando. That's my pick, Max. What do you have for your vengeance slash overprotectiveness? So that's good. My guy could cut your guy in half. So... Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Give me a 6'6", six, six, half man, half robot, force wielding, red lightsaber having. Give me Vader. Yeah. Give me Vader. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, 1983. James Earl Jones voice, too. He can talk down to people. My yeah. God. Yeah. Apology accepted, Captain Nida. So you, this is a good pick because it's still, you have a the blend of overprotectiveness and vengeance. Yeah. You have vengeance all throughout. I mean, Vader's entire career is vengeance. Yep. And then He's the, so petty. And the overprotectiveness is that when his son is about to die, yeah. it turns him. Yeah, he was watching the Emperor Palpatine purple zap him with the oh, electro yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, stopped, <laughs> he had to step in, turn him around. Oh, yeah. I mean, and for anyone who hasn't seen Return of the Jedi, Luke struggles to help Darth Vader back from the dark side without falling into the Emperor's trap, which he almost does. Yeah, Emperor's, Emperor's pretty crafty. Yeah, uh, that, no, that's a solid pick. Vader's a solid pick for vengeance overprotectiveness. Yeah. I like it. Powerlifting the Emperor, that's pretty cool. Pretty with one solid. hand. It's it's It's... I mean, it's his son. I yeah. mean, and, and his son sensed the good in him. What a, what now were go your, my son at the end? <laughs> what were, were you expecting him to be like a shriveled raisin at the end? I was not. I was not. Yeah. Uh, what are your, what are your backups? What else did you it have? John Matrix. <laughs> so I had some good backups on this. Really? Yeah. Vengeance well, was hard for me. I didn't, so I thought pretty good ones. Although I'm kind of, I'm contemplating not mentioning them because I think one of my backups is going to get you somewhere else. I will, I'll mention one that's not. Actually, I'll, I'll mention two that I know I'm not going to use. Dirty Dancing, Dr. Jake Hausman, Jerry Orbeck. I, I thought like not so much the vengeance piece of it, but the overprotective piece of it, you yeah. know, and he's like, I couldn't find a way to fit him into our categories all that well. This is the closest one that I could think of. He's like a real dad. He is. Um, And then the other one is Footloose Reverend Shaw Moore. I mean, he yeah. is like, he's, he's very Vader-ish. I mean, not to the extremes. <laughs> he's not like choking anyone out, but his, you know, change of restrictive, overprotective, but then also kind of turning to protect his kids. And yeah. I, I thought that was good. Yeah. But uh, like, I just saw Blowout and he's an evil psychopath killing guy. You got to see it. Uh, you need to see Ricochet. That's in the 90s. I know. Yeah. But he's, a, he's, a, he's an evil. He's an evil dude in that. He's an incredibly evil dude Yeah, but this is that. 80s. All right. Yeah. Max, all right. Fine. Blowout. Blowout. Travolta. Roadhouse. <laughs> Uh, Most important right. category. Let's go. Our next category might be my favorite. The popularization of the term dad bod. Put it in the middle. Is it saved my life, Max? <laughs> because I I gotta tell you something. You were I, drowning. I, and I, I, threw you I, I, I literally I was like I was watching my body deteriorate day by day, and then someone like all of a sudden all these like supermodels on Instagram were like, I like guys with dad bods, and I was like, oh, all right, dad bod. I'll be like, Trish, what do you think of the dad bod? She's like, just can you leave me alone? And I'm like, fine, whatever. But dad bod, right? You we gotta have the right physique. Yep. So when we did our uh, action hero totally different scenario right yeah How, like you need the perfect dad bod so what is the perfect dad bod to you mine <laughs> so barely functioning i can put a suit on and look like i'm kind of comfortable but you know i'm not really winning a, a swimsuit contest anytime soon so i think it needs to be more they can be athletic for like a small period of time short spurt but, yeah but they're 20 30 pounds in the midsection yeah and their face is a little bit hefty yeah i can see that yeah that's, that's fair like the leonardo DiCaprio on a beach kind of vibe <laughs> You know that that's where it I've comes seen from. That yeah. picture. I, yeah. I've seen that. That's that guy's living his best life. He is uh <laughs> ever since growing pains, right? That's when it all started. Um why do you look weirded out? I just you you say the weirdest things to me sometimes. <laughs> just I can't explain it. It's like your whole like I want the mannequin for mannequin. I want all eight of them. I want to keep them in my basement. There's six of them. I want to have tea parties with them. I have to talk to them. I will have the two others at some point. Dear God. I am up for dad bod. Incorrect. You are up for dad bod. <laughs> 
<laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> you are all right, Max. Who do you got for dad bod? I bet you have the same one I do for dad bod. Robocop. <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> Murphy's got a great dad bod. He's yeah. missing an arm, a leg, an eye. <laughs> Give me uh, Richard Macer from no. from uh, License to Drive. Oh, Nigeria. that's really good. Yeah, that's really Mr. good. Anderson. That's really good. That's not one that I had, uh, but I'm glad you got him in here because he's one of my favorite '80s dads. He's my favorite '80s dad. He's great. He's just so uh, he's kind of how I feel like your dad would be with you a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Popping champagne when I don't get my license. Yeah, and yeah. You just uh, saved me twenty three thousand dollars. Like like totally furious with you and just has lost all faith. But then he has to rely on you. He's like, you're gonna have to drive, Max. Yeah. Like you're gonna get in the car and drive. <laughs> your mother's giving birth. Get in the car and drive, Max. Such a great movie. This is my favorite Corey Hay movie. I think of all of them. Ooh. You like Lucas more than I do. Yeah, I, that's fair. This is just a fun movie it is it reminds me of the burp yeah you know it's got that vibe yeah, yeah a teen decides to go out for a night on the town with his friends despite flunking his driver's test like what a great premise for yeah a movie. absolutely it's very 80s and cool parents but you know he betrays their trust <laughs> big time <laughs> yeah and mr anderson gets to be athletic he's running around he's frantic he's wet he yeah. looks like a dad. Yeah. And he's got that thick, lovable walrus mustache yeah. and kind of like the chubby cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, shout out Richard Macer. You know he's been in The Thing, Risky Business, and this. Yeah. That's a great career. I, I saw it on a TikTok account that may belong to <laughs> Buzz in the Tower. But yes, I am aware. And uh, also, he's 6'1". I like a big dad. All right, there <laughs> What? Nothing. I, you know, one day when I have the time to do better editing and I do what, what is called drops where you like pick and pluck little things that are said, like I like a big dad is going to be your drop just so you know. All right. It looks like it's my turn. Uh, this is man. I thought you would take this one. So I had a good backup. All right. I'm going to go with this one. Thornton Mellon, Rodney Dangerfield back to school. No. <laughs> I stole another one of yours. That's fantastic. You're going to have like no list by the time I'm We're done. We're going to need to do like on the fly research. On the fly re redoing. That's hilarious. Dude, he has the perfect dad bod. First of all. He's like 90. First of all, first of all, the best part about him is his store. The funniest part of the movie to me is his commercial. The heavier. Yeah. The heavier Hi there. Up. Are you a large person? Pleasantly plump? A little on the hefty side, perhaps? Do you look at the menu and say, okay. <laughs> He's just classic Rodney Dangerfield, the Thornton Mellons tall and fat stores. That's by the way, I, what, need, bitter, bitter I need that sign. Yeah. I want that sign. That's a, good one. That's a great yeah. sign. Yeah. He has the perfect dad bod. Obviously the triple Lindy was done by a stunt man. No, that wasn't, no, wasn't him. So they focus on his face. Back to, back to school. Uh, Thornton Mellon's son is struggling in college and he decides that to help him get his degree, which is of incredible value to him, he's going to go to college with him because he never graduated. So he goes back to school. So the whole movie is this really cool father son movie. Thornton Mellon is still like women love him. Yeah. You know, he's the confident. Yeah he's, yeah, he's confident. How he eats the odor. Yeah, his every, body is made. Everything about him is good to go and he actually fits the mold of what you just said, right? Like shoulders, Good shape. Legs, good shape. Round gut, round face. Yeah. Okay. That's Rodney Dangerfield. Fine. <laughs> That's great. I love uh, Thornton Mellon so much. He took him away from I'm me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. My backups on this one. Who are my backups on this one? Oh, I had a really good backup on this one. Harold Howard, Teen Wolf. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. dad. Because he had that, like, he was playing basketball with Booth. It's the weirdest basketball game ever. I He's know. He's, like, climbing on his back. But, like, he can, move around, he can move around, and you get his physicality, but he looks like a dad. He's yes, got he a dad does. bod. What backups did you have? I was just a Macer guy. I went Macer Macer. <laughs> all, all in. Away. You're all in. Nice. I'm having a Richard Macer week. Oh, that's great. You know, one of the things that's important about dads, other than dad bods, and what dads love more than anything else in the world, is a good commercial. So we should probably break for our ads <laughs> <Do> right <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't know. My my transitions are getting like progressively worse as every episode. Like, yeah, that's gonna next week. I'll be like, all right, run, fire up the reel. Uh, but no, let's stop and give a little bit of love to our sponsors. Buzz in the towers brought to you by Capsiva Pain Relieving Gel. And I can tell you that if you're sitting at a table across from a guy who has to go to the bathroom every 25 minutes, sure. you're going to get arthritis. You're going to get muscle soreness, psoriasis. Um, Capsiva is all Sorry. natural. It's okay. <laughs> Capsiva is all natural and designed to increase blood flow for the healing and pain relief process. Uh, try it for free at capsiva.com. That's C-A-P-S-I-V-A.com. And, uh, you know, Max, I'm an old man and I need this kind of stuff. It works. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's like Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. You know what I mean? It's, you feel revitalized. It, that's exactly what it's like. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Lindsay Larravee Photography. Uh, if you have checked out our website, hopefully you have. You've seen the amazing photos that were put up there. Lindsay, so good. Yeah, Lindsay and her team did all of those. She teased my hair. She was, she was fun to work with. Uh, just made the whole experience really exciting for us. 
She has been taking photos of families, children, and smiles in Metro Detroit since 2017. Um, she loves what she does and it shows. She works with her clients, catches everything in the moment, and adores watching the connections and relationships unfold in front of her lens. If you mention Buzz in the Tower, you get $25 off any family session in 2021. You can find Lindsay on our website under our sponsors page. Uh, check her up and get some work done. She is fantastic. Yeah, she made us look good. She can make anyone look good. Those were some delicious ads. You love the word delicious I so do. much. And you love saying you love the word delicious. I know. It's it just, almost... It, uh, it jars me every time. Yeah. Well, be jarred. Uh, <laughs> my young pickle. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's with you today? A lot. Uh, Max, we're rolling into... This This category is the closest to my heart. Uh, second closest to my heart. Holiday spirit. You can't be a dad without having holiday spirit. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be for, it could be for Hanukkah, Christmas, it could be for Thanksgiving, it could be for Memorial Day, I don't care. It could be the 4th of July, but there's some part of you that has to ride hard for some holiday. Yep, you're going to steal mine. Big time. There's no way that you didn't pick this one. Well, no, I had Old Man Parker, you jerk. Well, I have to steal your second one, too. Oh, no, you are. Yeah, Clark Griswold, Chevy Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation, 1989. So good. He is the full embodiment. Above and beyond that I'm taking him right now for Holiday Spirit, he is the dad of the 80s. He is like the goofy, ridiculous, over-the-top. All he cares about is his family having a wonderful trip across country, a, pool. a wonderful trip to uh, Europe, yep. a pool in the backyard for even Cousin Eddie to come over <laughs> and jump in. And Christmas Vacation is, I mean, we've talked about this, trying to rank these and going back and forth. You can make an argument Christmas Vacation is the best of the three. It is. I say the three, obviously, referring to the 80s. Yeah, because it's a real movie. Like Vacation vacation puts a fight up. No, because when he's in the attic and he's watching the old reels. And he's crying. Yeah, oh my or the God. lights. When the it, lights actually come on. Like, I, I love that they brought in a character to be his dad. And seeing like that dynamic was great, too. And you got where too. he came from. Yeah. Like, you understood his dad was like overly supportive. <laughs> and he's like, I love you, buddy. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh, so Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold and his family, they've got all the in-laws coming over. And obviously, chaos ensues. They yep. Everything from. Dry turkey. Yeah. Squirrel oh explosion. God. And. And Cousin Eddie. Yeah. Who, Cousin Eddie is fantastic. <laughs> Cousin Eddie is, is uh, did you ever watch the league? The HB. I mean, the the FX, FX show? show? Yeah. yeah. You know Rafi? Yeah. And had, like pocket dogs. Yeah. Rafi might be one of my favorite characters ever in a show yep. that's like an ensemble character. Yeah. Like, he is so, like my wife, who doesn't like anything I like. <laughs> Rafi Bob. Her and I love Rafi. Yeah. Rafi to me is the only person I put in that category with Cousin Eddie. Cousin They're Eddie close. and Rafi yeah. are the two funniest supplemental characters in all of cinema. They should have a dad-son show. Oh, God. Where he finds out like, who his real dad is, and that's oh, him. Yeah. God. Oh, I don't know. I, you know. Cousin Eddie's off the reservation now. I don't know that we can get him into anything. Sure, you can. Why not? Quaid, Quaid is... Uh, Sizemore be the fun uncle, too. Let's just say, ever, just since, ever, ever, in there too. ever since the aliens took him in Independence Day, it's, he hasn't been the same. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I could have put him for a lot of these, right? We have a category coming up that I probably should have used them for, yep. but I couldn't help myself with holiday spirit. I had to go with Chevy Chase. He embodies the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of everything. He is my holiday He's spirit, spirit guy. dude. He's yeah. great. He's great. All right, Max, technically I stole both of your answers. I, yeah. hope, I hope you went more than too deep on this one. Did you have like a emergency pull this, the cord this, yeah this is breaking case of emergency glass oh but here we go what do you got let's go bruce willis let's go die hard john mcclain yeah oh that's right he had the two kids yeah oh my god what a, i can't wait to hear your explanation for this continue so he's holiday spirit, spirit. yeah so i mean oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah i have a machine gun he writes it down yeah he gives the guy a nice little hat he comes out to the coast for a few laughs during christmas it works oh my god <laughs> what i love it yeah. I love, this in the shining i didn't think would pop up on your list today yeah. i mean he's taking down terrorists he's taking out hans gruber that's yeah. holiday spirit that's, that's holiday spirit yeah. yeah i mean people argue it is one of the greatest christmas movies ever made yeah and also like be kind to your fellow man during christmas sergeant al pal <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, take it take it pulling this out of my butt it smells like you pulled it out of your butt <laughs> I'm going to allow it because I did inadvertently take the two best answers. You knew. I, I, I'm, I'm sabotaging you on purpose. Yeah. That's a good pull. That's a okay. good emergency break the glass pull. So that takes us from holiday spirit. Boy, this was a tough one. Coaching ability. Coaching ability. So our next category is coaching ability. And it's tough because there aren't a ton of movies where the coach is also a father. And then you have to ask yourself, is it really kind of relevant to the story, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll give leeway on this. Coaching could be sports, but it could also be like life coaching. Good. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. You need a little flex on this? I was going to do a whole spiel. I was like, what really is coaching? Okay, like, good. I'll give you the flex. Yeah. You have the okay, flex. Good. You're uh, you're up first. What do you got? I'm going Harry Dean Stanton, Red Dawn. Wow. 
1984. Wow. Right? Think about it. Yeah. So, it's yeah. the dawn of World War III. Sure. In Midwest America. Yeah. <laughs> a group of teenagers band together to defend their town against communist forces. And how do the kids survive? How do Jed and Matt survive? It's their life skills that they that learn. They were coached. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, that's, that's totally reasonable. Yeah, they know how to hunt. They're drinking deer's blood for some reason, which my girlfriend told me is a thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. It's, it's, how, it's how you take the soul of what you kill. Yeah, it's salty. Let's don't say yes. I, that's absolutely not is true. That, I, I have know. no idea. It sounds like I'm going to start good. I'm going to start feeding you false information because yeah. you're just so quick to believe it. <laughs> Dealing some souls this weekend. <laughs> but I love Harry Dean Stan. He's like, I was tough on both of you. I did things that made you hate me sometimes. You understand now. Out, don't you and it's like yeah like you know that's the hard coach that's like the whiplash i'm gonna be so hard on you that you're gonna be great at what you do and it's gonna make you into a better person avenge me remember he says that i'm really surprised well yeah this is out of left field i'm well i'm, I'm more surprised there's two other ones i'm surprised you didn't pick one of which now i have to get a little strategic so i'm gonna move away from, yeah i'm gonna move away from the one and go to the other so i'm not giving you my backup on this but earlier when you were talking about field of dreams and i made that face yeah because i was nervous but technically this is my loophole i'm going with john kinsella dwyer brown field of dreams his father yeah and the, and the scene where you know want to have a catch I understand not like an in-depth coaching thing, but like <laughs> he wasn't giving a pointer. It, yeah. But you know, like sometimes the best coaching takes place just by being there. It's not that you're sitting down and saying, throw it a little faster, throw it a little slower. By the way, I know so little about baseball. I can't even give you like really fake. Oh, Max, yeah. I pray every day that my kids don't play softball or baseball. I couldn't sit through a game if you put a gun to my head. <laughs> But soccer, I do know a little bit about. And even with my kids, their biggest gains in soccer, and I help and I coach, but sometimes it's just I'm going in the backyard and just passing with them. Yeah. And, and so when I see, on top of which, that scene is just incredible to yeah, me. Yeah, of course. And the, the best part about it is Kevin Costner is in total awe, realizes it's his father, but it's not disclosed to his father, right? The father doesn't concede, this is my son. You know, the, the wife says, why don't you introduce him to your granddaughter, to his granddaughter? He doesn't hear any of that. As he's walking away and he says, dad. And yeah. he turns around and he goes, yeah, like no, no flinch, no hesitation. And that just like the way in which he does it. And then they, they want to have a catch. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's like the best, there's best one, coaching ever. Yeah. There's one dad moment. I feel like that trumps that out of all movies. And that's it. Really? Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. When Ben Stiller oh. says, I had a rough year, dad. Yeah. I'm just like, always. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why. I love that movie. Oh, dude, that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, not yeah. in the 80s though, Max. No, I know. Not to sound like it you. It feels like it was in the 80s. Not to sound Sorry. like you. I had to get my Tenenbaum in. That's all right. I'm not giving you my backup on this because uh, yeah. I'm afraid that it's going to come up. But what do you have as a backup? I, I mean, had a good one. Uh, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to take crap from you. <laughs> oh, here we Lincoln go. Lincoln Hawk over the top. Yeah. Sliced alone. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go. But we've done enough sly stuff. I can be more creative. We're going to have to, uh, maybe for your birthday, we'll do an episode. No, we're doing Real Genius. Top. Real for your genius. birthday? All right. Yeah. All right. There you Ooh, go. Can we do birthday episodes? <laughs> Our birthdays are close together, though. Yeah, they so are. So it's like. It's like December a thon. All right. That takes us from coaching ability to bravery. Big one. Dad's got to be brave. Yeah. Now, bravery is interesting because I would say traditional 80s bravery is more like commando, right? Flex, shoot a bunch of people. But bravery has many different faces. Sometimes bravery is showing weakness in front of your child. Sometimes it's being traditionally brave but i am really excited about this pick if you take mine it's not there's no way i took yours i'm gonna there's strangle you absolutely no way i took yours i'm gonna end your life i went wow that's aggressive super <laughs> not not from the psycho that wanted the shining in this episode i went with dell played by Stephen mock uh 1987 movie called the monster squad the dad Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one, right? So the Monster Squad is basically Stand By Me and the Goonies mashed together with Ghostbusters. Yep. That's like the best way I could explain to someone what Shane it's Black about. Shane Black written. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a bunch of kids in their clubhouse. They love monsters, magazines, everything else. That's what they're into. So then lo and behold, these monsters actually come to life, right? Yeah. So you have like uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and who's John Kreese, Dracula. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wolfman, uh, you can't just say he's John Kreese. Like, he's the dude from, he's Laszlo from Real Genius. Yeah. He's also Uncle Rico. And he's also the guy who drives the van in um, Men in Black at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. yeah and running scared. He's the other cop. There you go. Boom. Shout out John Kreese. <laughs> Is it John him. Kreese? Yeah, I think so. Isn't John Kreese the name of the sensei in The Karate Kid? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> it's John Grease. It's G-R-I-E-S. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> sensei Kreese. So anyway, Sensei Kreese is in this movie. <laughs> I'm not unproud of that. No, no, no. It's just funny because like I literally, the best part about it is I have so much faith in you that I'm just like, yeah, John Kreese. That's who it, it is, right? Close. It was very Kreese. close. <laughs> Greasy. Greasy. So anyways, Monster Squad's a great movie in its own right. Dell, the reason I picked him for bravery is he's basically going through a divorce. 
Yeah. Like during this movie, you know, he's got this young son and even younger daughter who he's having trouble kind of connecting with. And during this whole movie, his son's like trying to tell him, dad, this stuff is real. And it's classic, you know, 80s. You know, Uh, I don't believe you. You You're just a kid. But he then comes home and Dracula's got a stick of dynamite and (laughs) blows up his partner. This is after they have a Wolfman sighting, after they have a mummy sighting. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. But at the end of this movie, he shows up and I'd like to think of myself as like brave and I do anything for my kids, but you don't know if you go against the I don't know about like the undead and all those kind of things kind of freak me out. He doesn't care. He's effortlessly like he's rattling off rounds at Dracula, uh, hits him when he's a bat, follows him upstairs and he's there and uh, I give him my bravery points. Very important talking point. So yeah, Great movie, Sensei Crease. Uh, Max, what do you got? What do you got for bravery? You were worried I was going to take yours, so I'm kind of curious what you got. So I think I only pick movies so I can just say an intro line. So I'm just going to do this. Ready? All right. I'm ready. Chappy! Really? Yeah. Colonel Ted Masters, Iron Eagle. Yeah. So uh, why, why are you shocked? I'm a little shocked. So, I thought I have another one I thought you were going to pick. Go no, ahead. But I mean, the plot of this movie is insane. A young pilot plans a rescue mission when his father, an Air Force colonel, is shot down over enemy territory and captured. Simple plot, but Colonel Ted Masters is tortured the entire time. Yeah, yeah. They're like, admit America's wrong. He's like, no, I wasn't in the wrong airspace. And even at the end when Doug rescues him, yeah. I mean, he's busted. his leg's busted up. He's shot in the arm. He's still moving around. He's still telling his son, like, you can do it. Take this guy down, <laughs> you know, in the pain. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about, like, and he's, he's standing up to the court. He's like, the court is a fraud. Right. All that kind of stuff. And they even talk about him in the beginning, the flashbacks about how he's like a good dad. He's yeah. kind of giving Doug crap about, you know, be serious in the air. You know, right. don't listen to the crazy music and all right, that kind right, of stuff. Right. I don't know. There's something masculine and protective. And yeah. It's a good pick. Yeah. I didn't, my, my look of shock wasn't because it's a bad pick. My look of shock is because I, I, where I thought you were going to go again, I, we're getting to the end. I can't give you my backup. Yeah, don't. The one backup in particular is the one that I think you're going to do. And do you know, this is Johnny Lawrence's favorite movie. Really? Well, Cobra Kai, it's always on in the background. Oh, yeah, you're right. Iron yeah. Eagle is. Yeah. yeah. Boom. I, you would think that his favorite movie would be Monster Squad because Sensei Kreese was in it. So I'm a kind of surprised. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's my It'll be last. Rambo 2 to go. be accurate. Oh, look at this guy. Martin deep Cove. cut. Deep cut. Uh, who are your backups? Uh, I already used them. But, okay. uh, All right. All right, Max. That takes us out of bravery and to this is a good one. Sense of humor. Yeah, you took both of mine. Who were the two that I took for sense of humor? You t- uh, Thornton Mellon. Hilar- Thornton Mellon. Hilarious. Good. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. And uh, Henry Jones. Really? Yeah, Indiana Jones. Uh, He's funny. Sense of humor. The dog lines and like our situation has not improved. He's yeah. always giving one line. All right, all right. He's giving indie crap. It's not crazy. That's yeah. not crazy. Sense of humor. Let's see if you grab mine because there's only a couple left. I'm going Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon. It's a great call. 1987. Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Sergeant Murtaugh. Too old for this. Just the way he interacts with Riggs, it's just, they're, you know, it's like an old married couple, basically. And also, he has good father humor with his kids. He's embarrassed by his daughter's condom commercial, and they're all giving him crap about it. And I don't know, just, he's always kind of deer in the headlights. Like, he's always getting stuck. He's reacting to everything. So, my backup bravery was Murtaugh, but I was, I was in my head, I thought you would take him for one of the last two. Yeah. And the reason I had him for bravery is... I also had him for vengeance, by the way. He would have been perfect for vengeance. Oh, yeah. They go after the entire. Well, remember in, in the first one, they, they kidnap his daughter. Yeah. In the second one, they duct tape them all, uh, duct tape him and his wife in bed. Like, yeah. it's, they're always messing with the Murtaugh. Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and the toilet. Yeah. The toilet's funny. The toilet's very funny. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a totally solid. I mean, Murtaugh, Murtaugh in general, even aside from sense of humor, he is like a great dad, right? Unbelievable. Like, he is like yeah. a great 80s dad. Yeah. He's like an overall, you know, I put him on the Mount Rushmore of 80s movies dads. Yeah. All those kids are coming out right. Right, right. I am utterly shocked that you didn't pick one of three other people for this, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm going with Ray Peterson, Tom Hanks, The Burbs, 1989. Oh, that's really... I mean, he is so... And by the way, he almost... I didn't mention him. He was going to be my fashion... Because in the whole movie, he's wearing like pajama pants and a bathrobe. And like to me, that's like the most dad fashion thing ever, right? Like yeah. just always laying around the house, not wearing anything other he's than sweatpants. He's on vacation. He is hilarious in this movie. This is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. I know a lot of people love Forrest Gump and he's been in Jenny. endless, yeah, amazing movies. But for me, my heart always falls to Joe versus the Volcano, Big. Bachelor Party? Bachelor Party, I like a I lot. I really do. But like this movie, The Burbs. Splash? Yeah. Okay. I, but like The Burbs. Joe versus the volcano and big. Yeah. Those, are, those are my three. Uh, those are my three favorite Tom Hanks movie. Hot take. Tom Hanks was better in the eighties than the nineties. I know the nineties are a monster. Yeah. You know, I think here's the problem. I think for us, we could say that. Yeah. 
I think that traditional film lovers yeah, would never be able to agree with that. But the type of movies you and I like, I totally agree. Eighties, yeah. eighties. Tom Hanks is my favorite time. I even like Punchline. Punchline's really funny. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the reason I love the Burbs is that the, just the, the movie itself I love. Right, it's like insane. it's basically the Hitchcock movie, Rear Window. Yeah, it's not a direct remake of it, but it's yeah. the same idea. It's with something afoot. Yeah, he he's home and he's spying on his brand new neighbors that moved into this house, the Klopics. Yeah. with Bruce Dern and Corey Feldman. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're great, and they essentially think that these guys are up to no good and killing and burying bodies only to destroy the entire neighborhood. But at the end, find out they were right. Yep. They were burying bodies. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the burbs. Do you have any backups you want to throw out there or are we too close no, you to took everything of mine? I know. Well, now we're down to the last category. The last category is called heart to heart, heart to hearts, a wide open interpretation. It's not just heart to heart. It's the moment, the dad moment, the special moment where that one piece of advice, that one speech, that one connection, that's, that's just, Something incredible. Who is your 80s dad that you're picking for that? It was easy. No brainer. I knew this two seconds in. I'm going Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom, Jack Butler, the 1983 movie. How excited are you that Mr. Mom lasted until this I can't, point? I can't believe it. I know, because like, I, I, I guess you I don't like Mr. Mom as much as I do. I yeah. like it. Not yeah. as much as you do, yeah. but I was going to use it, and I was like, I can't do that to him, because I knew you were going to... This well, is the I one I would have bet my life on yeah. that you were going to do. Yeah. I know who you're going to pick anyways. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Keaton... Laid off from his job, husband switches roles with his wife, raises the kids, and he becomes a stay-at-home dad. You know, no clue, fish out of water kind of thing. So the scene where him and his son Kenny have to sit on his little race car bed and talk about giving up his whoopee. It, it, weirdly, it's hilarious because, you know, it's like this kid's three or four years old. Right. He's not going to remember, mm-hmm. you know, this moment. He's talking to him like it's an addiction. You know, it's like he's having the... What's that show where you know you have the intervention? I think it's called intervention. intervention. <laughs> What's that movie where the the bus has to go eighty eight miles an hour? The bus, the, the that bus that goes fast. No, no, it's speed. It's the bus speed. that couldn't slow down. I yeah. think he's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Listen, Ace." Like, what a great start to it, dude. Michael Keaton just looking you in the face saying, listen, Ace, I'm going to listen to whatever he has sure, to say. Sure, sure. He's like, you and I need to have a man-to-man talk about your whoopee. And it's like, oh, man. I mean, it's just... So Kenny starts freaking out, grabbing the whoopee, like, harder. And Michael Keaton really understands. He's like, it's okay. Like, I understand, you know, this is important to you. The whoopee's great. But eventually, you're going to be on the street looking for an electric blanket. <laughs> you're going to be strung out looking for bedspread. <laughs> and it's like... Just give it to me for a couple of days and we'll see how this feels. And then when he finally gives it to him, he's like, I'm proud of you, buddy. It's a perfect blend of funny, tender, and beautiful. Yeah. It's, it, you're right. It is, it's probably one of the best scenes in the movie. It's a masterclass on sales. Getting your kids to do something that they really don't want to do, but right. it's better for them. Mm-hmm. The cheese around the medicine. You're yeah, good yeah. at this. You have this weird tone of voice with your kids that's like... <laughs> they don't listen. Well, you no, just, no. It sounds good. They don't listen to anything it's I like say. It's like 80% authoritative, but 20% kind. I love yeah. the... I, I do. I love the pick. I like the movie a lot. I just, I don't ride as hard for it as you do. That's all. I love it. I was really torn on this because there were three or four. What? Yeah. There were three or four that I really liked a lot. And I finally just, this is a hundred percent me having two daughters. I I went this direction. I feel like all of the motivational speeches that I could give my son, they're powerful. They're great, but they're just, there's something about the scene. It always has touched me. It touches me even more now. And I went with 16 candles I went with Paul Dooley, who is playing Jim Baker, Samantha Baker's dad. Yeah, there's a layup. How did you struggle? I'll sh- when I give you my backups, you'll see why I struggle. No, I, don't, I won't. You will. I mean, this movie is about a girl whose 16th birthday is forgotten. Yep. Thus the name of the movie, yeah. 16 Candles. Her, everybody forgets about her birthday. Kind and of it's a coming of age, you know, like her, her grandparents are in town and they're making her feel uncomfortable because she's going through puberty. She's dealing with boys, crushes, all these things. And she is in love. With Jake Ryan. Who wouldn't be? I, he's dreamy. He is. Although he looks like he's 40 years older than she is in this movie. But no, he doesn't. He does, but whatever. So this horrible day has taken place, it's, and she's like sleeping on the couch because her parents have a room, and it, it's her grandparents, excuse me, have a room, and her dad comes to check on her, and he's like made aware that the birthday's been forgotten, and the speech and the talk that he has with her as she's talking about this boy. The, first of all, the fact that she's comfortable to talk to her dad about a crush, and we're in 2021. Yeah. This is the middle of the 80s. It wasn't that common that dads played that role, that they were comfortable talking about these things. And she just has this like genuine love for her dad. And she's talking to him about how she feels like a dork and how she feels so out of place. And her dad says that he thinks that she's wonderful. And if this guy can't see in you all the beautiful and wonderful things that I see, then he's got the problem. That's like the best line ever. For Are you dad steal to get. It? I am going to steal it. Yeah. And then she, her reply, and I love this too. I know it just hurts. And he says, that's why they call them crushes. 
It's very cute. I, the whole thing is adorable. So like to yeah. me, the heart to heart moment, Fuzzy. it was just so sincere. And when you, when you see your kids in pain, I would rather, I'd take with exception of obviously, as I noted from the monster squad dealing with Dracula or Frankenstein, <laughs> I would take, I'd take bullets before I'd want my kids to have to take them. And it's the hardest thing of being a dad is recognizing that the reason that you have success in your life is because you go through failure. And so going through failure and being hurt is a huge part of development. However, the one person you don't want to have feel any of that is the very person who needs it, which is your kids. So you have to walk this balance of protect, 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 but let them live, let them have these things. And it's brutal. Yeah, I prefer bubble wrap life. I know. Well, it's <laughs> suited you so well, just so you know. It's mm. really, ah, oh, Jesus. All right, so that's mine. I, I love I love 16 Candles as a movie. I love their relationship. The reason this was so tough for me is because of my backups, Max. I mean, I it was really tough for me. Some kind of wonderful. The dad? The dad. Yeah. Yeah, which, did you pick him? No, he was my backup for dad. He was your backup. His kind of like moment, and heart to heart with his son about like why these things were important to him, but then supporting him yeah. was incredible. Gil from Parenthood. Oh yeah, that's a really good one. So the thing about Gil from Parenthood, I think I'm probably more in love with his character than with an actual heart to heart moment because he doesn't have this big you know prophetic speech that he gives. No, he's more like defending for the teachers, talking to his wife. Yeah, like it's yeah. His general vibe of being a dad. And, he, and he's, I almost put him for a sense of humor because yeah. he was he was absolutely hilarious. Oh, Cowboy like, Gill? Well, when he, not just that. When he finds out they're having another kid, he's like, great, let's see I can screw this one up. Like, yeah. I just think it's the best movie to watch by yourself as a dad mm. to, just to learn about like what this whole parenting thing is all about will always be parenthood. Parenthood is the best parenting movie ever made. Yeah. It teaches you everything you need to know about being a parent. Makes me not want to be a parent. No, come on. You like the soft fuzzy stuff too. Yeah, but they're, they're Going through so the anxiety. Much. You don't want the roller coaster. You want the merry-go-round. Keanu Reeves almost dies on the drag race, I know, bro. I yeah. know. And you throw, if there's your second bro you've thrown out today. You're very bro-heavy I don't today. know. Dads, bros. <laughs> it's emotional. It's emotional. masculine. We didn't get too emotional. We did good on this one. Yeah. We, we concocted the perfect 80s dad with all these attributes. But before we recap that or talk about anything else, now is definitely the time of the show where we have our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Our spotlight this week is Alex Zane. Max, I'm going to make a really bold statement right now. I need you to just stay with me. I'm going to Max Sanders this. You know how you're always like, Mo, this is the best thing ever. This is the greatest thing ever. This is the best movie ever. This is, yeah, you do. I'm going to Max Sanders this right now. And I really do feel this way. This is the best Instagram account that I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? I'm putting it out there. Now, people are into different things. We have a lot of friends who are doing some incredible stuff, and I'm not knocking it. What this guy does is so right up my alley. It is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. The handle is tot, T-O-T, underscore, four, F-O-R, underscore, tot, T-O-T, underscore, remakes. What Alex Zane does is he takes his children and reshoots iconic scenes from movies, some 80s, some 90s, some current, with his children and stuffed animals and basically is remaking these scenes. It's really good. Everything from the Ferris Bueller, three of them in the museum. 127 hours. Yeah. To, to Mighty Ducks. Hop into my favorites. I go sure. to my favorites right now. How about the point break skydiving hand to hand grip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Jay and Silent Bob. You got to go and see this stuff now. This stuff is incredible. And I was thrilled to find out they liked the show and we started communicating with them. But this is the mother of all Instagram sites. you got to go check this out. It is adorable and pop culture all yeah. in one. It's so fitting. I was happy we got him for our Father's Day episode because this screams like the type of dad that I would love to be and that everyone should want to be, which is fun, incorporating your passions with your kids. And it's just, it's great. So obviously we're dealing with a black belt in sense of humor. I mean, you have to have <laughs> a sense of humor in order to have something this great. I'm going to throw this out there, Alex. I would like to see a little bit maybe of some labyrinth photos or some Muppet movie photos. Goblin King? What are we talking Talking. Yeah, something like that. Okay. I'm throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, uh, no, it's it's damn near perfect. So anyways, sense of humor. So we said for our sense of humor category for the Frankensteining, who would you pick? What would you do? And this is what Alex's answer was. All right. So this is Alex Zane, one of the um, creators of Tot for Tot remakes on Instagram. I uh, was asked and I'm flattered to be asked to come up with a, a dad from the 80s. Uh, whose sense of humor I would want to Frankenstein into the ultimate dad. I mean, this is a tough one. There's not a lot of funny 80s dads. I would say intentionally funny dads. Initially, my thought went to Chet Ripley from The Great Outdoors, but that's mainly because he fought a damn bear. That has really nothing to do with sense of humor. Uh, I flipped to Harold Howard. I think that's his name from Teen Wolf, but that's mainly because he's truly comfortable with who he is. 
and embraces his hair and the, the werewolfness and is comfortable with him himself. And I mean, he passes that on to his son and that's admirable, but not very funny. Can't Buy Me Love. I think the guy's name, the dad's name is David Miller. Again, not very funny, but he gave his son the, um, the tic-tac-tile station wagon for that big date. And I mean, that's pretty much the most considerate thing. Uh, the dad from 16 Candles. Again, not funny, but man, the heart-to-heart -heart he has with his daughter. I, I only hope I'm one-third of that, that that much comfortable talking to my daughter about boys when that time comes. So I don't know if he's intentionally funny, but I have to go with Clark Griswold. I feel like it's a boring answer, but his uh, sense of humor and his perseverance. I mean, I can tell you doing anything with kids, even like a trip around the block, usually about 25 things go wrong. And with him... And in all those vacations, there was about 95 things, and he just kept going. So that's admirable, and he's certainly funny. So that's my choice. And again, thank you for having me on. I, I, I love the show. I'm flattered, and I'm sure that I'm going to kick myself that I'm forgetting somebody more funny, but Clark Griswold it is. Frankenstein him up. Well, you can't argue with Clark Griswold. It's an A number one pick. Right, and that's the, that was the kind of the cool part about this episode is that we knew that there would be spillover for some of the selections, which is what made it tough. Once we pulled one for Holiday Spirit, we couldn't use him for you know another yeah. one. So well, he's the most prolific comedic dad. The three movies combined, yeah. no one could touch him. Yeah, and he's he's funny unintentionally and intentionally too. Yeah, he's like great. He, he's got the dad singing. He's like at work. He's being a jerk to his boss under his breath. It's also funny how he has like this kind of flagrant disregard for his children, but at the same token this unrivaled passion for his children yeah, yeah, right like calling yeah. him the wrong name yeah. like just <laughs> classic chevy chase stuff max that wraps our father's day episode on frankensteining the perfect dad i feel like we did justice to all the wonderful dads out there yeah shout out to you guys yeah. I, can't, I can't do what you go do. dads yeah it's okay you can <laughs> say shout out to me that's fine i'll take it yeah no uh, see, no honestly we'll take a break for a second mo you're a fantastic dad. Oh, it's stop, crazy stop, watching you with your stop, kids seriously you. that's very sweet anyone me. anyone watch the mother's day episode go to the last five minutes it is wild the connection he has <laughs> with his children oh so. you're very sweet yeah very very sweet uh well, you, and, you should hear it it's father's day you know what you are a wonderful fur daddy i i've never seen Don't anyone that. I, fur daddy jesus <laughs> is, that, is that what's called fur daddy they're my fur children I guess. yeah so you're yeah. a fur daddy i guess <laughs> don't google the word fur holy daddy and you be anyway yeah <laughs> just maxed that i definitely maxed yeah. that oh that's good um happy father's day to your dad yeah happy father's day to my father-in-law and uh my wife's grandfather double grandpa he is a wonderful dude and he is celebrating his oh my lord I don't even know how many Father's Day. A lot of Father's Days, but he's a great dude. And uh, lots of dads out there. All my, A lot of my friends are dads, fantastic dads. Dad, 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 all, the, all <laughs> around. So now that we've done the sweet things, let's get to the sweeter. Mm. If you want more of this, which I know you do, right? Like yeah. we're how like, could how could you not want this? Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. Yep. Leave a review, subscribe, go to YouTube, check out our YouTube channel, go to our Instagram, go to our TikTok. We're all over the place at Buzz in the Tower. And again, take the time, tell your friends, review, subscribe, show us your love. Yeah. And also Facebook's coming out with podcasts on their boom, site. Yeah. Boom, so Facebook's going to be a one-stop shop. The only other thing I'll add is next week's episode is a pretty big deal. Huge. So we have gotten a lot of requests to do a second episode of our collector episode. This is where Max and I pick different 80s memorabilia and we make our own kind of museum collection. Yeah. That's exciting in, on its own right. I'm so excited. It's my favorite episode. We have our first celebrity guest. We do. If you are a fan of the Food Network, the Food Channel, and you're watching MasterChef, MasterChef Junior, we have Graham Elliott joining as our special guest. And let me tell you right now, A, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's so cool. B, for whatever talent you think he has in the kitchen. Tenfold. Tenfold on 80s pop culture, movie pop culture, music pop culture. The guy is an absolute ninja when it comes to this stuff, and you're going to hear it and see it on the episode. Thrilled to have him on. Make sure you tune in next week to listen to that episode. It's going to be a big one. So excited. Very excited. Max, any closing statements on this Father's Day episode? Um, Let's see. A heart to heart with you. Nah. nah no. You were good. Yeah. You, you, were, you, were, you were drippy and sappy and beautiful. I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. There you go. <laughs> a thank you to my father who is no longer with me, who gave me this incredible ability to talk for hours on end and sometimes actually entertain people. I'm conflicted on that ability given to you because <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> All right, Max. Have a good day. I'll talk to you later, man. Later. You're still here? It's over. Go home.
go.